Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Matthew 7, I I have to do this, this is what the Lord told me to to do as far as to open today. And so, um, you know, obedience is vital to success. And so, for us to do this. And so, Matthew chapter 7 um, verse 7, and I will start reading. It says, ask. Oh, we're going to open in prayer if you didn't know, so this is where we're at. Okay, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I'm a receiver. Are you a receiver? Are you an asker? Okay. And And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. These are all action words. And so faith is a byproduct or can only be shown in action. And so our faith has caused us to move, and that movement gets an answer. Verse 9, or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Aside from Mike Hill. Anyway, um, I will give him bread eventually, but the stone was fun. Um, just who it is. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. I'd probably do that to my wife more than my children, but uh, um, I do, will repent, change from my wicked ways, and we will get to where we're supposed to by the time we're then. Verse 11, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Oh, so we just got to ask him, right? Is that what it's saying? All we have to do is ask him. Now I'm going to touch one more tip of a verse here that I got a couple of these. Uh, anyway, it's good. But I'm going to jump to Acts. Acts chapter 13. I don't know how many people go for this one. Acts 13, verse 52. It's the very last. It's right between these two pages. So let me lick my fingers. It is not splitting. There we go. Acts 13, 52, it says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The disciples. Now, by Acts 13, that's a long ways past Acts chapter 2, just so you know. If, if as we were, it's been stated that every chapter is a year in the Bible, so it could have been 11 years later. So they've been filled. So Acts 13, 52, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So, Father in heaven, we ask this morning of you, Father, we seek for, we knock on the door of heaven, and we thank you for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that right now we are being filled yet again. Father, we, we tap, we reach up into the heavenlies, and we know, Father, that you are a, a, a Father that if we ask, you're not going to give a miss. But, Lord, you give us what we desire, and we line up with your heart, and we know that your spirit was poured out for us. And so right now, we receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. We know that there's a manifestation of joy that comes with this. We know that there is strength that is imparted to us. We thank you, Lord, that right now your Holy Spirit is filling us right now. And if you are in agreement, say amen. Glory to God. That's how we're supposed to start. That's what the Lord told me to start today. So we're going to start today that way. Glory. 
I have a feeling that I know how I'm supposed to start next Sunday, too, actually, now that, anyway, it's just crazy, but glory to God. It's what he does. I write it in my notes, and then i got to figure out how it works. Anyway, here's our intro. We're going to do identity before behavior, okay? So if, if you want a title, it's identity before behavior. And so this is what it is. An identity is defined as who you are. Pardon me while I read these, you know, important parts. But the thing about an important part is that means it takes time, and so I better slow down. There we go. An identity is defined as who you are. The way you think about yourself. The way that you are viewed by the world and the characteristics that define you. That's a faithful person. That's an honest person. That is a mean, nasty person. There's an identity. Okay? I am proposing to you that you must know your identity before you can act. That's what I'm telling you. Identity before behavior. You must know your identity before you can act. Behavior is defined as a way in which a person acts in response to a particular situation or stimulus. So for those that had the Chip Judd experience, um, he talked about, you know, possibly seeing a snake when he was mowing, and then all of a sudden he had a behavior pattern that landed him six feet away from a mower, you know, because of an enemy. And so a behavior can feel very automatic, but, you know, our behaviors can still... Do you have to respond that way? What if the identity was not, I'm afraid of snakes? How many people can mow a lawn, see a snake, and keep mowing? Okay. Do we want the other people to raise their hands? <laughs> You're saying yes. I want to know who my friends are. <laughs> who am I going to go talk to about snakes? Anyway. And so, let me continue here. Um, it, the, the behavior is defined as a way a person acts in response to a particular situation or stimulus. To understand identity is to empower your actions. But the reverse is not true. We have many people at many times that try to change their actions, and they think they're going to change their identity. Okay. This is where we're going to probably sit on for a while here. Okay, to change one's actions without knowing your identity will do this to you. Ready? It'll leave you frustrated. Has anybody ever just tried changing what they're doing and then found that it fought everything inside of them? Okay, okay, I'm just asking. Okay, you're going to be frustrated, discouraged. Sometimes you're going to feel like a fraudulent hypocrite. You're going to be full of doubt, and that's due to being double-minded. Because you're feeling, on one side, you're like, I'm doing this, but I, I, my identity, I, I, I'm, uh. there's an identity crisis, by the way, in the world, if anybody didn't know that. Okay, just, just checking. I wonder if they're frustrated, discouraged, or full of doubt. And ultimately, lost. Oh, okay. We're going to look at our identity in Christ, and that it produces the power to change our habits, because it's not I that live but Christ that liveth in me. 
This behavior-forming power unleashes the only commandment that we were giving by our Lord. This transforming work takes on its own expression that only a new creation can release. Only a new creation can release. Agape. The God kind of love. So we're going to look at identity before behavior. And so, now we're going to go to something very common. Because if you've been here at all, I believe that it has been handled pretty well. But let's go to 2 Peter 1. <laughs> has anybody been here for the last month? Okay. Second Peter 1. I know. I'm like, Lord, no. No, no. But okay, yes, yes. He showed me a slant, a tip, uh, however you want to say that, of uh, <clears throat> on this. And from this perspective is how he had me do it. So Second Peter 1, verse 1. We're going to start. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Okay, we know who wrote it. To those who've obtained like precious faith. Who's it wrote to? Okay, don't worry. With us, that's Peter. He already obtained like precious faith. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. It gets good. <clears throat> Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you. That's a good year, huh? Anyway, we just, just ask anybody in for a year? A grace and peace year? Okay. A multiplication year? Okay. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Now, I'm going I'm to have to just read this and then I'll come back to it. Okay. Knowledge of God. And of, our, and of Jesus, our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. By which have been given to us exceedingly, exceedingly great and precious promises. That through these you may be a partaker of the divine nature. Oh. Anybody trying to jump ahead with that? Is there a... Do you think a divine nature has anything to do with your identity? Do you think the righteousness of Jesus Christ has anything to do with your... Okay, just... just okay, okay. Partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped, praise the Lord, the corruption that is in the world through lust. We escaped. We got out. We found our way through, praise the Lord. Verse 5, but also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, godliness. Whoop, whoop, perseverance. That's what I get for trying to quote. Anyway, no. To self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, 
That's a measuring word. Does anybody know that? Abound is a measuring word. And that, you know, what is measured gets, in, gets improved. So if you don't want anything measured in your life, just realize you're not going to improve. How are you going to measure your love walk? How are you going to measure your marriage? How are you going to measure your finances? When does your finances abound? When you have zero and the debt collectors quit calling? I mean, I don't know. What, when? Okay. What gets measured gets improved. So if we, and I'm just going to jump ahead maybe a little bit here. If we take our sin nature and go hide behind a tree when God comes, are we going to improve? Okay. We need exposure. What does exposure, see everybody's already like, I mean, if I, if I say the word exposed, if I talk about being exposed right now, how many people cringe a little? Okay. You know what we need? Exposure. As Chip Judd would have said, they were naked and not ashamed. <laughs> Going to get naked today. Anyway, no, I'm sorry. Just let me keep going. Let me keep going here. Okay. Verse 8. Verse 8. You need to laugh, by the way, because this ain't getting good. Um, For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins? We forgot our new identity. We got lost on who we, we're frustrated, discouraged, feeling hypocritical. Okay, verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. To make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. An entrance that will be supplied to you abundantly. Glory to God. Into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so... This was wrote, obviously, to those who have obtained like precious faith. We have a divine supply. Let's look at that again. I'm going to go back to verse 3 right now. As his divine power has given to us, you have a divine supply. If you have to say it, say it. I have a divine supply. See, we already did Matthew 7, right? We asked of the Lord and we saw what he is. And so I defined the identity of God, did I not? This is what I don't even know about. The Lord does these things. I'm like, oh, how did you do it? That was so good. Why did you make me go to Matthew? It has nothing to do with my stuff. And now I know why he had me go there. Thank God I was obedient. We define the identity of the Father, that he gives you what you ask. That if you ask, you seek, you knock, 
He will do it. So due to his very identity, when he tells me as his divine power has given to us all things, I know that his divine power has empowered me and it's been given to me. I have divine power. You have divine power. Is that your power? It's his power. Don't get confused. If you're going to try and do it in your own strength, you may find yourself flat on your face. Well, I know that if I do it, I think I's in the middle of pride. Um, and so, I mean, just that's like, you know, on a couple different levels there. Anyway. Uh, uh, but anyway, if I do this and I fall flat on my face, I know that pride went before the fall. And so we're going to come here. Okay, right. As his divine power has given to us all things, 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 all things. Come on. His divine power has given you all things. Whew. Loaded. Loaded. I mean, I'm loaded. I mean, I got all things. I'm loaded. I, I mean, I'm filled up to the full. I'm, I'm in the overflow. It's, it's hard to find yourself because now well, I got all things. He's given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. What are you missing? You're only here in front of me because you are alive. That's life. And the only thing that you were missing was spiritual death, which is godliness. So you're alive and you got godliness. What are you missing? Nothing. We're fully empowered. Through the knowledge. I found it. There it is. That's the catch. Here's the hang up. Knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. What do you know? What are you feeding on? What did you do with your head? I'm not asking your body anymore. I'm not asking your spirit. I'm asking your head. What did you diligently put yourself to? Hmm. You got a bank account with millions and you don't know how to write a check? You're a fool. Oh. Why don't you figure out how to write a check? We've been given all things. We're going to learn how to write a check. Get ready to go. We're going to make a withdrawal from heaven. We're going to see our lives manifest. Verse 4. By which having been given to us. He doesn't got to tell me anymore, but whatever. Uh, by which it be given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceeding, not just great. That was a great promise. No, exceedingly great and precious. My God just never figures out containers. Do you know that? He can't figure out how many fish fit in a net. He doesn't know how many fit in a boat. He doesn't know how full a glass is. I mean, every time your lap, he goes to put it in your lap and it overflows. I mean, my God has a container issue. 
But you know what? I'm a container. And, I, and that means if he keeps pouring in me, I'm going to overflow and somebody is going to get wet. And so as we walk through our life, exceedingly great and precious promises. Okay. That through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption, the depravity that is in the world through lust. What is lust? Simply what? Desiring something for yourself, right? Selfishness. Okay? Simply, you escape the selfish living of everybody around you. Wow. That's pretty simple. That wasn't complex. I found Jesus. I escaped selfish living, and now I help show them how to live for others. Wow. I don't even live out of myself. I live out of him. I don't even give of myself. I just had to grow in knowledge. You know Jesus did this. Does everybody know that Jesus was not born fully God? He wasn't two years old, you know, and, and talking to God that way. He grew in spirit and in faith. He grew. He obtained more and more favor with those around him. He wasn't the teacher's pet walking in. He was when he walked out. I mean, come on. What should we be? If, if our entire goal is relationship, which, why, do, why are we here? Why is mankind here? Yeah, relationship with God. That's it. We're here for a relationship with God. So, the, and, and I love how, how, how that got brought out a while back. See, it, it's not that God needed love because God didn't need a self-esteem pet. He didn't need a buildup. He wanted someplace, someplace to manifest himself, to pour himself out. He's like, I, got, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know my identity. I am, I am not confused at all. And all I want to do is find somebody to express myself to. And, and, and I'll express it even if they don't want expression upon them. I will die for them when they hate me. I'll pour myself out. I will empty heaven. I'll pour forth everything that I am. I will give it. I will give it. I'll give I will not withhold it all. If they'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to them. There is nothing that has not been made that is not going to be revealed or released from heaven by God. He's not held back anything. All he wanted was somebody to love, to express himself to. And he did it. It wasn't just angels. He created them. He made them. He did all the intricacies of that. But then he's like, you know what? I want them to have the choice that I can love them and they can love me. So none of you were bent None of you were made. None of you were strong-armed into these chairs. You came willingly. Some of you realize this came as a sacrifice. Some of you... <laughs> Genesis chapter 22. Abraham is heading 
with a young man up to a mountain. This is good, right? He goes, let us go up to the mountain and worship. Let us go up to the mountain and worship. And he brings the wood and he brings the torch and he brings the stuff and Isaac looks at him and says, where's the lamb? Abraham says, the Lord will provide. And they go up and they worship. That's interesting. I never heard that they brought a guitar or a piano. I thought they went to worship. Oh. They went to, what? Well, Ben, no, 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 that's wrong. Let's look at Moses. Okay, Moses. He writes a law, and in all the books of the law, it tells you about how to worship the Lord. And all we see is nothing but blood sacrifice. Turtle doves, sheep, oxen, goats, and a minstrel. No? No? You know what worship is? Worship is sacrifice. And if it don't cost you something, you didn't worship. Worship gets your old body out of bed and gets into a car and goes to church. Worship has you lift your hands when you don't want to. Worship defies your flesh. Worship as what the modern church thinks of worship, didn't show up till David wrote a psalm. But I thought worship was around hundreds of years before that. Thousands. Oh. So we got it wrong. Just so you know, worship got you here. It combed your hair, brushed your teeth. You know, put away the fights and the battles of the day and walked in here. Thank you for worshiping today. God wants you to know that you worship today. You worshiped today. So you can say, I identify as a worshiper. Do we profess, I got I to gotta get back to my notes because all that was a freebie. Glory to God. The Lord showed me, oh, 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 I got back up. Do we profess that we are partakers of God's divine nature? We have been given these exceedingly great and precious promises, yet do we see them in manifestation? And so the Lord, what he showed me when Pastor Heidi was teaching, he showed me a progression of maturity. That's what it is here. And this begins in verse 5, where it says, add to your faith virtue. Now, let's just pause for just a second. There's three letters, or three little words, or three little letters that form a word that's right there. Um, that I know some people get hung up with, but I'm still glad they go to school. And that is the word add. That's mathematical. 
If anybody did not know that adding is mathematical, please raise your hand. Oh, okay, so we're in a good place. We know that adding is mathematical. So here's the thing. It shows a baseline, a baseline, a beginning point. And it increases until you get to what would be called the summation of all the parts. The great and awesome equal sign. Right? One plus one plus one plus one equals... Woo! Man! You guys are in the house now. Okay. So this is what the Lord showed me. He showed me... That the beginning of the equation is faith. So how are you saved? By? Oh, okay. So until you have heard, you can't believe in your heart. You can't establish faith. So we find that the baseline, the beginning of this entire thing is faith. That's how you get saved. And then we make a progression. So somebody gets saved. Let's just walk through the maturity process that, this verse, that th these verses show us. And so it says, you know, we add to our faith virtue, which is moral goodness. Okay? Moral goodness. So everybody gets saved, and then we usually run into the don't smoke, don't chew, don't go with girls that do, quit sleeping around, quit lying on your taxes, quit cheating the government, quit cheating your parents, quit cheating your friends, quit, uh, quit lying. Um, and we go to moral goodness, right? Is this not how the church has taught this? Is, is, is anybody, has everybody heard it that similar way? I got saved, now I have to... Do, right? So there's a progress. It's a natural progression. Why? The thing is, is everybody's missing the why. What they're missing is that it was an identity change. And we're telling them a to-do list. So we see them moving from faith to virtual or moral goodness. And then we start to grow. We're growing, right? We're growing. And then so we, we got our list. We got our moral goodness. We got these virtues that are now in our life. And then we press in to what the word says is knowledge. And so if I follow this with a believer, a believer gets saved by faith. They start to learn what is good and what is right. And they start to establish their goodness. Like, oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I've been doing that for my whole life. I guess I can't do it no more. I mean, whatever, you know. And, and they start to walk through this change, and they start understanding it, and then they start to gain knowledge. Well, this is all great, but what does knowledge do in and of itself? I've been saved for three months. No, I'm just... <laughs> right? I mean... And so we start to, yeah, I remember when I, I remember when I got saved. <laughs> tell you about that. You want to know what a sinner was? I'll tell you how to sin. And then they give glory to the devil in it because they never give glory to God even though they're a Christian. Have anybody met that Christian that glorifies in their past and can't get into their future? They're missing their identity. So we find that knowledge comes along and we start to do it. But, and then that knowledge is great. That's good. It's good to start learning the word of God. They're starting to sink in, into it. They're starting to grow in knowledge of the word. 
And we got to watch that they don't get puffed up. This is why we find out that they're young or immature in the Lord. I'll be honest with you. Puffy people are, are immature. Okay? And, then, and so then it comes from knowledge. It goes into self-control. So this is good, right? We are now moving. We, we know these things. We got them. And we're developing self-control. This is a good place. I'm no longer just screaming at people when I wake up in the morning. You know how I wake up. Don't touch me. Anyway, you know, whatever. I need a cup of coffee. Whatever. They, but they start developing self-control. So you know Spot is happier now when you come home because you know, boss was ticked at me today. You know, and boot the dog, cat, whatever. I mean, what, iguana? I, I, anyway, but uh, they, they, they start to develop self-control. But here's the thing about all these items. The Lord showed this to me. So knowledge, self-control. Let me start from the beginning. Faith, moral goodness, knowledge, and self-control are all internal. Internal control. Inward-focused items. Right? Self-control means me-controlled. If I start to learn knowledge, it's my head. If I, if, it's, if I got saved by the faith that was placed within me, okay? So I start to see, the Lord just showing this to me, that this is all, um, these are all inward focused. So if we stopped right here, we'd be a perfect legalistic Christian. Have you seen what I do? I'm in self-control. I'll tell you how to fix that. I have knowledge about this. You know what, if you were really godly, if you had the virtue of God within you, and we find that this list, if it stops here, may be a pretty um, good person, but uh, it's a very legalistic place. And so, these things are all inward focused. Left alone, they'd be admirable. But they could find themselves as a God unto themselves. So what happens at the next statement here? It says, and add to your self-control. Oh, oh, wait, I want to do this. I got quotes. I got quotes. Let me, let me get this quote. Okay. So it says, see, this stops short of Christ. Because they became a God unto themselves. See, this stops short of Christ. It is as Herb first stated. Might as well do that. Find our identity in Christ, not in your activities, because our value is in Christ. He was worth quoting, so I thought I'd just put him in there, you know what I mean? So we see expression starting outwards with perseverance or patience, right? So now this cannot just be within, it's because it's going to be extended to another person. Isn't that what patience has to be? Show me somebody that can be alone in a room and be patient. They may be able a little bit with themselves, I mean, but they're going to go probably crazy. I mean, I, I think that's called isolation. Um, you know, I believe it's a form of punishment. <laughs> Put them in the box. Anyway, um, so we find that patience here starts to have, it, it needs to be expressed to the outside world, and it must find a recipient. Somebody gets to receive our patience. Thank you for having patience with me. That means I received it. Um, don't worry. I will be patient with you. I'll wait. Thank God he's patient. 
long, we can't go to long suffering yet. That's way down the notes. We're not going to go there. Okay. It's a relational term, and here the list turns. All this list will now turn to expression. We are now going outside of ourselves. And it begins to manifest an expression of God. God's word produces personal conduct. God's word produces personal conduct. It's not just an inward change, but an outward one as well. He will change your behaviors. And so, I'm gonna, I, got, I got another one here. I got him in here. Herb first. I don't even get to see him to do this. This is the worst part. Anyway, identity cannot be derived from temporal things. It must be taken from an eternal or truth perspective. I love this part. An unchanging identity means an unshakable identity. Now, if you're not realizing this, but maybe you are, before Heidi taught on fruitfulness last month, Herb taught on identity the month before. It's like literally. And then the Lord tells me to pick up this. So, not to let you out of the box, but 25% of your year has just been filled with this. The Lord's trying to set us free. From patience and perseverance, we grow to godliness. This begins a God word, God word out attitude. Godliness. It's all God word. It's not me focused, which those first ones can have a tendency of being, but now it's God focused. And so when we look God-word, we find ourselves being godly. And so, we are now seeing what would be called the New Testament expressions of Christ. Not just the old covenant of God, but walking, talking expression of God in the flesh. He dwells with us, walks with us, and talks with us. I'm going to give her one last quote. The value, anybody know the rest of this, is set by the buyer. And God set the value and told us who we are. Christ expressed the Father perfectly and did not leave us without. He left us with the Holy Spirit. Where? In our inner man. He's here with us. He left, he, he, we, we, we will now continue to, from godliness to brotherly kindness, and finally, the chief cornerstone of this entire edifice that's being built love. The final manifestation of our spiritual growth is an outflow of the agape God kind of love. And that's where we have to go. This list leaves one in perfection. 
a mature, complete believer who is confident, dare I actually say bold, right? To be an ambassador of the greatest dignitary, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God Most High. As, and this is the good one, as I noted from Heidi's teaching, we'll get you in here. Okay, just so you know. I, I, and now, now this one here, I did was not necessarily a direct quote, so you're going to have to let us, like, make, whatever, make this thing go together, because Herbs, for some reason, were direct quotes, and this one here, I was like, ah, uh, I'm pretty sure I twisted some of that, so sorry. I'm putting words in her mouth right now. We'll find out later how this is. Low self-esteem ruins intimacy as it not as it will not allow an honest or transparent communication due to the belief in the lie within the person of low self-esteem low self-esteem ruins intimacy as it will not allow honest transparent communication this is due to the belief of the lie within the person of low self-esteem so God's desire is to know us intimately face to face he doesn't want us hiding behind a tree he's called us out He's made all provision. He actually wants to get into you. I'm, I'm like kind of into him, you know what I mean? Wants a relationship. So we take on the identity of Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And now the life that I live in the flesh, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. The in him scriptures are very important to give us identity. Galatians 6.15 says, For neither is circumcision anything or uncircumcision, but a new creation or a new creature. That's what you've been made to. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship. He said you're good. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared hands beforehand so that we could walk in them. Ephesians 2.15, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is a law of commandments, we haven't even got to all this, contained in ordinances, so that in himself, that's Jesus, he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. I am perfect with nothing missing, nothing broken in my life. Full relationship has been restored. Ephesians 4.24, and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Colossians 3.10 says, and have put on the new self, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Being renewed in the true knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I'm taking on an identity. 
I'm establishing a behavior. And I will know about it. Knowledge is the key. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 